Beyond Sin 349. This is Beyond Synth Radio. B008.5. Up next, Beyond Synth patrons fight it out in the trivia battlefield. It's trivia time on Beyond Synth Radio. From the Beyond Synth Studios in Toronto, Canada, check your watch, because it's fucking trivia time! And now, here's your host, Andy Lamb! Alright, it's fucking trivia time! That's right, just pretend I'm running down the aisle, I'm, 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 I'm shaking hands with the audience and stuff. Uh, you know, I'm high-fiving people and things, but here we are. It's trivia time, and we've got three exciting contestants today. These are people who are awesome uh, Patreon supporters of Beyond Synth, and I would like to say hello to Ross from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? I'm great. And then we got Rachel from Boise, Idaho. Hi, Andy. How are you today? I'm doing well. It's a lovely, lovely day outside. Well, that's real good because it's nighttime for our third contestant. That's Jimmy from Gloucestershire, England. Hello, Andy. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, it's a pleasure to have you. And uh, this character is taking a lot out of me. My fucking throat is like... <laughs> I have a cold, by the way, just in case anyone's wondering why my voice sounds like this. But... Uh, the bottom line is, this is the first episode of It's Fucking Trivia Time, and this is where um, awesome uh, Patreon supporters of Beyond Synth get to come and do trivia battle with each other, and the winner gets to go on to the next round because there aren't actual prizes. Ooh. It's going to be uh, very exciting. Before we started recording, I reached out to each of you and said, what is an area uh, that you feel you know, you'd be good at or you'd want to do trivia questions for and what I've done is I've taken all of those things and put them all together and use that as the inspiration for the trivia questions for today. Now, it doesn't mean that you're going to get <laughs> the, the question that's your thing. So, for example, Rachel uh, said that she was good with Simpsons trivia and 90s pop culture and Depeche Mode. Ross, a.k.a. Robot Conglomerate, uh, said Star Wars and general movie stuff. And Jimmy, a.k.a. your friendly neighborhood raccoon Petey, uh, said his interests were Formula One, electric cars, and early British rail modernization era diesel locomotives. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm that cool. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Wow. So I fucked this up before it started. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think you'd really use it. I put all this information into the pot to uh, formulate a robust trivia game. And of course, uh, we'll be also listening to cool music and uh, doing all sorts of stuff. So first order of business is we got to figure out uh, what order uh, you guys are going to be answering the questions in. So I am going to pick... A number between 1 and 100, and I'm going to write it down in front of me, and I'm doing that right now. And I'm going to ask each of you to guess what my number is, and the closest person will go first, and if there's a weird tie, like if I pick the number 50, and somebody picked 45, and then somebody else picked 55, I'm going to give it to the lower number. 
That's just the rule uh, that I made up now. So I've guessed my number uh, out of one to one hundred. Ross, what do you think my number is? Sixty-nine. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ross says sixty-nine. Uh, Jimmy. <laughs> Should I change my name yet again on uh, Patreon to well, confuse everything? It's very, very confusing for me. <laughs> I know. Uh, 42. And Rachel. Um, I'm going to go with 27. 27. My number was 68. Oh. <laughs> so there we go. So then we are going to be going in this order. Ross, followed by Jimmy... Followed by Rachel. Now that we have our order, maybe uh, we're gonna we're gonna go listen to a song in a moment. But maybe we can uh, get to know one of our contestants briefly, and we'll pretend that I haven't uh, spoken to all of you on the show before or had uh, private chats, and we'll pretend that uh, we're all meeting for the first time. So, uh, uh, Jimmy, tell me a little about Jimmy in about one minute. What start in one minute or speak for a minute? So yeah, you 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 have exactly <laughs> one minute. Last now, what does Jimmy do for a living? Uh, I work in international commodity trade uh, related to an ore called molybdenum that's used to make high-grade stainless steel. And as you can tell from the specialist subjects I've picked, I'm a pretty sad person. <laughs> <laughs> why, why didn't you say that one of your areas of uh, expertise was molybdenum? I've been working there for 17 years. doesn't mean I understand what it is. <laughs> what is it, though? <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> Uh, it's basically an ore, like a, like a, you know, a rock. That's a really bad way to describe. It. It's an ore that's put into the smelting process when they're making stainless steel, so it gives it certain anti-corrosive and anti-rusting properties. It's this funny, depending on what type it is, is either this funny, shiny little rock, or it's a powder, or that powder is compressed into like a coal-type briquette, and it's all just chucked into the big furnace. Uh, when you make stainless steel uh, to give it certain properties. And what's the difference between a brick and a briquette? Nothing. They're basically the same thing. Hmm. Well, depending on the thing, but we use the term briquette, but we also refer to it as bricks and stuff. I guess brick, you know, housing brick, briquette is more like a little charcoal briquette type thing. Really the most <laughs> boring <laughs> conversation <laughs> Well, I tell you what, here's what we're going to do. We're going to listen to some music, and then we're going to be back, and we're going to play some trivia. So uh, I got a cool track here from Midnight Danger, and uh, this one's called Killing for Kicks. So let's listen to this, and then we'll be back with some trivia.
And that was Midnight Danger with the track Killing for Kicks. And that is a cool song from the album In Search of Darkness, part two. In Search of Darkness, part two. All right, now we are back. It's fucking trivia time. We've gotten into one of our contestants. We'll get to know the other ones as we uh, we play. But I think it's time to start round one. So we're going to go to Ross with this first question. Ross, this question is for you. What year did the Simpsons movie come out? Is it A, 2010, B, 2013, C, 2005, or D, 2007? I would say uh, A, 2010. All right. You are incorrect. Ooh, there'll be a sound effect there. (laughs) Which means this goes to Jimmy. Jimmy, what year did the Simpsons movie come out? 2010, 2013, 2005, or 2007? I'm going to say 2007. That is correct. Jimmy gets two points on the board. All right, now we move on to Rachel. From 1994 to 1998, what two shows fought with each other for the number one spot in the ratings? We're talking about American ratings here. Was it A, who wants to be a millionaire on Tuesday and who wants to be a millionaire on Thursday? Was it B, ER and Seinfeld? Was it C, Seinfeld and Friends? Or D, Monday Night Football and Suddenly Susan? (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. I'm going to go with uh, ER and Seinfeld. That is correct. Yes. Three points to Rachel. We move on to Ross. All right. Many of the F1 racing engineers have found out that it's impossible to start the engine of an F1 car when it is what? Wet, cold, hot, or dirty? I'm going to go with cold. That is correct. Three points to Ross. Thank God. F1 racing. We move on to Jimmy. Yes. Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back saw the introduction of the AT-AT walkers uh, as they were attacking the rebels outside their base on Hoth. What does AT-AT stand for? Is it A, Advanced Tall Attack Tank, B, All-Terrain Armored Transport, C, Ascent Transforming Assault Tech, or D, Attack Assault Tracker? Uh, is it B, all-terrain armored transport? That is correct. Three points to Jimmy. (laughs) All right, we're moving ahead to Rachel now. Okay. The technology behind electric cars is attributed to the work of physicist Michael Faraday, who discovered electromagnetic induction in 1831. What is electromagnetic induction? Is it A... The separation of electrons from an induced magnetron? Is it B, the production of an electromotive force across an electrical conductor in a changing magnetic field? Is it C, the creation of energy through the excitation of magnets through reverse osmosis? Or is it D, the motivation of sublimated metals with heightened electrolysis? Okay. I've actually, like, studied this before, Mm. but 
it's inscrutable to me. Um, I'm going to say B. That is correct. Yes. Nice job. Yes. Three points to Rachel. (laughs) All right, Ross, this one's for you. All right. In the TV show Friends, why did Chandler lose his pinky toe? Was it A, Rachel closed the car door on his foot? Was it B, Joey closed the elevator door too soon? Was it C, Monica dropped a knife on his foot? Or was it D, he got locked in a freezer overnight and got frostburn? Oh shit, I do not know Friends trivia. I'm going to have to say B, Joey did it. That is incorrect. Goes to you, Jimmy. Uh, C, uh, Monica dropped a knife. That is correct. Three points to Jimmy. One, two, three. And here's what we're going to do now. We're going to continue this round after we listen to another track. And I got one here from a person whose last name I'm going to have difficulty pronouncing. Bart Vanstein-Hughes. Vanstein-Hughes. Hey, how would you pronounce this name? V-A-N-S-T-E-E-N-H-U-Y-S-E. Vanstein Hughes. Vanstein Heuss? Heuss? I don't know. Heuss? <laughs> yeah, I think Just it's a Heuss. It's a Heuss. It's a Heuss, you think? Vanstein Heuss? It's a, it's a Heuss. All right, well, listen, listen. This is how we're going to pronounce it today. Bart, if we're saying it wrong, you can correct me. This is a track from uh, Bart Vanstein Heuss uh, from the album Aerobic Dance. And this is Fashion Trends.
All right, and that was Fashion Trends by Bart Vanstenhuis, or Huse, or whatever. Uh, it's a fun song, and it's from the album Aerobic Dance. And we are back. It's fucking trivia time. I'm here with Ross. I'm here with Rachel. Uh, they're on a break. I'm here with Jimmy. Uh, and we are doing trivia. We're just finishing off round one. We have one more question. Maybe I should have done question that before the song. <laughs> we could have <laughs> the round. Um, okay, well, Rachel, this one's for you. Yeah. This 2013 movie features actor Barkad Abdi saying the famous line, I'm the captain now. Is it A, Captain Sully, B, Captain Pirate, C, Captain Phillips, or D, Captain Barkad Abdi. <laughs> I like I like A because um, it, it's a nice mashup. Mm. Uh, but the answer is C, Captain Phillips. That is correct. Yeah. Three points to Rachel. All right, we're about to start round two. Let's get to know some of our contestants a bit more. Rachel, uh, we just uh, you just answered a question there, so let's go to you. Uh, tell us a bit about Rachel. So I live in Boise, Idaho, which is the largest metro area in Idaho, which is a very small state. I work for the state public health lab as a microbiologist, which I think I've mentioned before. We're just meeting for the first time. Yes, we've never <laughs> met before. Did you get the memo? <laughs> yeah, dang it. Yeah, so I do like whole genome sequencing of bacteria and viruses. So that's that's pretty fun and exciting. So then uh, was this uh, during the the whole pandemic? Was this a heightened work period for you? Did you did you have to change protocols or did you have to do different work? Uh, yeah, I, I had never sequenced a virus before. So that was a new learning curve. I uh, had to figure that out. And then um, COVID is an RNA virus. So you have to to do sequencing. You have to convert it from RNA to DNA which is kind of tricky because RNA, if you look at it wrong, it degrades. But DNA is like a nice, robust molecule. So, yeah, it's 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 challenging, but it's pretty fun. So, like, do you have a quota per day of things to sequence? Like, how, how does that, how does a job like that work exactly? Um, so we usually batch things up. Right now, it's pretty slow because people are testing at home. They're doing like the antigen tests instead of the PCR tests. So we don't get much um, nowadays. But yeah, we usually wait until we have like 96 samples or we do like one sequencing run a week, whichever comes first. But right now it's kind of quieted down. So like we're doing like half batches and smaller batches. So it's definitely quieted down compared to like 2020 and 2021. And the purpose of your work is what? So like do you are you doing things on like a macro level? Like if people are like trying to figure out if there's some sort of bacteria or something in in like the system or in the town or this waterway or like what's your purview so it's 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 like high level surveillance so we just kind of want to take a picture of like what's circulating so like what variants of covid are circulating what serotypes of e coli or salmonella are circulating it's just kind of a, a high level view so we can then do like well, for bacteria, we can do cluster detection, and then we can do like tracebacks to see if we can figure out where people were getting sick from, like whether it was like a, a wedding that had bad catering or a food source. Like I think lettuce is a pretty common source of E. coli, and so we can trace trace it back. Do you ever deal with briquettes of molybdenum? I, I do not. I do not. <laughs> 
Well, that's a shame. All right. Well, let's move on to round two. <laughs> 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 I said I was a good host. I'll send you one in the post, Andy. Then you can have fun with it all you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to start round two then with Ross. This question goes to you. What is Bart Simpson's middle name? Is it A, Jerome, B, Jasper, C, Jojo, or D, Julius? Uh, Jerome. I think it's Jerome. That is incorrect. Oh, man. Ooh, we go to Jimmy. Hello. Would you like me to say the answers again, or you got them in your Yes, head? please. All right. What is Bart Simpson's middle name? Is it Jerome, Jasper, Jojo, or Julius? Uh, take a shot in the dark, Jojo. That is correct. Yeah. No way. <laughs> Two points to Jimmy. That's it. That's my luck for tonight, Dan. All right. This one goes to Rachel. Anton Corbin has directed 20 Depeche Mode videos. What was the first Depeche Mode video he directed for them? Was it A Question of Time? A question of lust, love in itself, or higher love? Hmm. I'm going to go with a question of time. That is correct. Yes. Three points to Rachel. All right, this one's for you, Ross. Let's do it. Before an F1 race, drivers are advised to do what? Drink large amounts of water... Do not eat or drink for at least six hours. Eat a high-protein steak or hang upside down on a bar to prep for the speed forces. Oh, wow. All right. So I'd imagine you get pretty hot, so you'd want to drink water, but then you'd have to go to the bathroom. Uh, it's, it's between steak and like, hanging upside down. <laughs> um, <laughs> how long were you hanging upside down for? Um, it didn't say. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, steak? Eat a steak? That is incorrect. Oh, man. We go to Jimmy. Uh, I'll go with the boring drink lots of water. That is correct. Wait. Do they wear diapers? <laughs> a fun fact. The heat inside the cockpit causes extreme sweating, dehydration, and drivers can lose up to three to four kilograms a race. Wow. Trivia. Yeah, they have an onboard drinks bottle, but yeah, in certain, especially hot races, they'll lose a lot of fluid. But yeah, they'll just go to the toilet in the car and they don't really care. It's unfortunate if you're wearing a white race suit, that's for sure. <laughs> they fucking just piss their pants? They must have like a hose or something. No, literally just go I, I remember in one race it was out in the far east somewhere australian driver mark weber had food poisoning and he, he could hear him over the radio and he was driving he's just like just like you know i'm gonna throw up and you can hear him throw oh, no. up he's still racing the car around at 200 miles an hour it's like, <laughs> no way jesus christ so basically he drove around with a helmet full of sick no. <laughs> so like when uh when he would take big turns and there's a lot of g-force i'd oh, imagine no. it would like nope. slosh oh. to one side yeah nope well, also, the helmet is just made of foam on the inside so it probably absorbed them <laughs> Oh, everywhere. Mm. <laughs> incorrect. All right, so let's uh, let's go to a incorrect. Let's go to a break, and we'll be right back. You know, a lot of people ask me what the best part of Australia is, and there's really only one answer: the Outback Titan Spider. 
This fucking thing can grow up to three feet in diameter. But thanks to my associates at the Mike Shima Advanced Genetics Facility in Darwin, we've managed to nearly triple their size. Mike Shima pioneered the spider-enhancing algorithm, and I built the saddles so we can ride them. Ride them right in a fucking battle. So vote no on Proposition 241. Tristan Waits and his opposition party are trying to block all Titan spider experimentation. Well, you'll all be sorry when the enemy shows up on our shores. And you're not riding a battle-modified Titan spider. This message has been paid for by the Mike Shima Science Foundation for the Genome Battle Spider Initiative. Good afternoon. This is God. Beyond Synth is entirely supported by the listeners. Awesome people such as Retro Serenade, Wayland Kasky Geospatial, Forged in Neon, Slade, and A Star Apart. You're the best. All right, and we're back. It's uh, trivia time. That's right. I'm here with Ross, Jimmy, and Rachel. Ooh, R- Jimmy and Rachel are tied. Ross, you're in uh, second, I guess. That's a nice way of putting that. We're continuing round two, and I guess this question goes to Rachel. The report formerly known as Modernization and Reequipment of the British Railways, more commonly the Modernization Plan, was published in December 1954. It was intended to bring the railway system up to date. A government white paper produced in 1956 stated that modernization would help eliminate British Rail's financial deficit by 1962. The aim was to increase speed, reliability, safety, and line capacity through a series of measures which would make services more attractive to passengers and freight operators, thus recovering traffic that was being lost to the roads. Speaking of trains, what fictional location do the Thomas the Tank Engine stories take place? <laughs> what? Is it A? What a question. <laughs> was it A, the island of Sodor, B, the city of Brixton, C, the Island of Engensley, or D, the Isle of Locomoto. What? Oh my god. I watched I watched the TV show Shining Time Station back in the day mm-hmm. with George Carlin and Ringo Starr, mm-hmm. but I don't remember. Uh, what was C? C was the Island of Engensley. That sounds too on the nose. Hmm. Um, Are you suggesting I, I would make a dumbass answer like that? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm going to go with A. The island of Sodor, that is correct. Yeah. All right. This one goes to Roz. While wearing the original C-3PO costume, what couldn't Anthony Daniels do? A, walk. B, sit down. C, move his left arm. Or D, talk. Uh, He could not sit down. That is correct. One, two, three points to Ross. All right, Jimmy. Yes. In The Simpsons, Rodney Dangerfield guest starred as Mr. Burns' son. What was his character's name? Was it A, Stanley Burns, B, Billy Burns, C, Doogie Burns, or D, Larry Burns? Uh, D, Larry Burns. That is correct. Three points to Jimmy. That episode features a, a great song by Journey, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They do the fucking uh, the 80s oh, yeah, party montage ending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the Caddyshack song. Or, that's what Roddy Dangerfield did in Caddyshack. So let's dance. Yeah. yeah that's the best part. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, here we go. Rachel. Yep. How many official live-action Transformers movies are there, including the one coming out this year, 2023? Is it A, 5, B, 7, C, 9, or D, 4? Shit. Uh, I'm going to go with 7? That is correct. Yeah. Nice. There are seven live-action Transformers movies, and this year they're doing the the Beast Wars one. Mm. Rise of the Beasts, I think it's called, or something? Who cares? Currently, Rachel is in the lead, and uh, we'll get to know our our friend in third place, Ross, uh, who's a cool guy. Why don't you tell us a bit about Ross? Um, I live in Green Bay, Wisconsin. I'm not originally from here, but... uh Lived here for a while, and I'm operations manager at a remote production company. And what does a remote production company do? Uh, So we install studios and organizations across the country uh, with lights, cameras, equipment, uh, the whole nine yards for a a production studio, but we can control it remotely from here in Green Bay. So if anyone wants to make any sort of video within the confines of a room, mostly in a hospital, uh, that's a lot of our clients, uh, they can go in there and we can connect to them. Put up a script for teleprompting, um, record it, move all the cameras, do all the lights, adjust everything. So all they really have to focus on is what they need to do. They can walk in, put a microphone on and go to town. Um, we do a lot of live streams, profile videos, uh, you know, things like corporations would do. It's amazing that you actually do that because did I ever say this on the actual show that that was like an exact service I wanted. <laughs> Where it's like I feel like I was talking to somebody one day. I'm just like, dude, I'd be doing all these live streams if there was just some way to like connect with a person virtually who would just like control the cameras and shit. And then uh, and it turns out that's exactly what your business does. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Um, I went to school to you know do soundtracks and music. And while I was at school, I I really took a liking to editing and and all the production aspects. But I got this job and I do a lot. More more design work, uh, designing the equipment we use, how we connect to it and produce quite a few live streams. So it's a lot of fun, you know, programming it so it's easy for one person to not only switch cameras, but launch graphics and run audio and in real time so that people people don't fall flat on their face. Well, that's awesome. That's definitely something I would take advantage of if I could afford it. (laughs) I'll I'll make you do an ad for your company. But uh, come on, a guy like me can't afford something like that, right? And then you say how cheap it is. Well, it's actually, it's a subscription based model. So uh, you get a certain amount of minutes a month. uh, And those those minutes are uh, edited, finished content. So it doesn't matter how long you spend in the studio making it uh, you're only charged for the output of the video so it is very affordable well that sounds like a great deal <laughs> i can't believe it set it and forget it uh what else get 20 percent off with code beyond since yeah, yeah. 20 <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah if anyone if anyone uh, wants me to honor that code uh <laughs> good luck I can't, yeah good luck i can't do that <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, we've got uh, one more round, round three to go. So we're going to listen to some music, and then when we come back, we'll play uh, round three. So here's a track from Scandroid. Uh, this is Eden, the Wave Shaper remix.
All right, and that was Scandroid with Eden, the Wave Shaper remix. And we are back. We are playing some trivia. It's trivia time. And I'm here with Ross, Jimmy, and Rachel. And uh, we're going to start round three. So uh, where are we at here? Who's next? Ross? Is Ross next? I think so. It's probably going to be something about trains or metal, I'm guessing. <laughs> it's about The Simpsons. Okay. What season of The Simpsons are they on? Is it A, season 30, B, season 34, C, season 38, or D, season 12, where it should have ended? <laughs> That's me editorializing. <laughs> I'd like to say 12, but yeah. I think it's, what were, was it B? That is correct. Three points to Ross. Season 34. That's fucking insane. Fantastic. Sorry. Yeah. I apologize for my editorializing. The the views expressed by Andy Last. Wait, that's not true. (laughs) (laughs) Beyond Synth hardly endorses my views. All right, Jimmy. This one's for you. Yes. Lella Lombardi holds the record as the most successful female driver. Her racing career started in July 1974. She drove a total of 17 Grand Prix and is still the only female F1 driver to finish in the top six of a world championship race. Where was she born? Was it A. Frugarolo, B. Manfredonia, C. Trento Popo, or D. Place di Bobo? <laughs> Can you repeat the answers? Yes. <laughs> Was she born in Frugarolo, Manfredonia, Trento Popo, or Place di Bobo? See, I actually deliver a lot of material to Italy, and I'm going to go with the one that sounds like a most accurate place in Italy, and that's A, hopefully. That is correct. Yes, my job is useful for something. <laughs> yeah, I just made up the last few. <laughs> I was like, I was looking at a map, and I was like, coming up, I was looking for place names. I'm like, I'll just say things that sound silly. Because uh, that's the kind of guy I am. Rachel, this one's for you. What character in Star Wars was originally partly portrayed by a lady before being played by a dude in the next movie? Was it A, Van Wessel, B, IG-88, C, The Emperor, or D, Mott Zealous? What? Oh, gosh. I, I'm not deep in the lore. Hmm. It would be pretty funny if it was The Emperor. So I'm going to go with that, the comedy answer, The Emperor. That is correct. Yes. That's right, because nice. the, the original uh, Empire Strikes Back, there's that sequence where the Emperor's on the fucking thing talking to Vader, and the actual actor playing the physical Emperor was a was a woman in prosthetic, and the voice was overdubbed by a dude. Nice. And then they replaced it all later on in the special editions with uh, Ian McDermott. in like, weird makeup that didn't really look like the Emperor from the... Eh, whatever. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, very strange. It's just a little pet peeve. Wait, are we trying to say that the Emperor is a drag queen? Yes. In, in, uh, yeah, <laughs> yes. in, in the original movie. Yeah, yeah. Remember when the Emperor had this weird, like, almost like crater-like eye? Mm-hmm. Yes. And then, like, in the third movie, just looked completely different, so it's actually a lady. 
I, you know, I read on two different websites, but they gave two different names. And, like, they're both so sure of themselves. This is what happens when you do research on the internet. You know what I mean? Because I'm, like, looking, and it's like, you know, the uh, the emperor was originally played by a lady? Yeah, it was Bob Baker, the, the effects guy's uh, wife, in the costume. They're, like, so sure of it. Then I read another website, and it's like, no, it was this actress, and it was, like, saying her name and her credentials and stuff. And it's like, but both websites were so confident. You're trying to say you can't believe everything you read on the internet? Yeah, pretty much. And it was a pain in the ass, because, like, I just wanted to quit question and I'm like oh man now I got to figure this out for myself and so I I dug deeper (laughs) and uh, let's just say I found out some pretty interesting things about the government (laughs) all right let's move ahead here to Roz shortly after the 2009 racing season what was banned in F1 races was it a nitrous b refueling c spiked tires or D, speed paint. Speed paint? Um, that's not my answer, but... <laughs> what? Can you... One of the first three? Uh, n- <laughs> nitrous, refueling, <laughs> spiked tires, or speed paint. That's paint that makes your car go faster. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's different than speed holes. I would say uh, nitrous. That is... Incorrect. Uh. Ooh, we go to Jimmy. Uh, it's refueling. That is correct. They don't refuel? Two points to Jimmy. No, drivers are sometimes driving away, ripping the fuel hoses off and oh, causing God. fires. And some of the drivers got set on fire. So basically they start the race with a full tank of fuel. Well, from mm. 2009, still doing the same. Is that like that invisible fire? No, it's proper fire. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's racing fuel and it goes up very fast. What's invisible fire? There's a... Uh... Some sort of racing fuel or, or, or a vapor that's generated by it that was the fire would burn invisible to the naked eye, but you could see it if you're looking through thermals. Uh, so there's footage of it's actually terrible footage because the guy's getting burned alive essentially by invisible fire, but he just looks like he's running around uh, flailing. What? Yeah, look it up. Ricky Bobby. Yeah, well, they, they spoofed it. They were like doing a joke on it, yeah. but it's actually, it was a real thing. Hmm. Seems insensitive. Yeah. Something to have nightmares about now, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never watch Talladega Nights the same way, yeah. will you? <laughs> All right, well, look, we're uh, we're going to listen to another song, and then we're going to uh, wrap up round three. So uh, I got a cool one here from TLF from the album Planet Sadness. This is Sadder Than.
All right, and that was Sadder Than by TLF from the album Planet Sadness. A lot of sad in there, but uh, it's a cool song, and uh, I dig it. And I'm back here with Ross and Jimmy and Rachel. We are we're doing the trivia. Well, about this, you guys, uh, you guys have any like uh, New Year's resolutions or, or plans? We'll start with you, Rachel. What's going on in the new year that's exciting for you? Let's see. I don't usually make any resolutions, but I'm. Attempting to regularly lift weights. So I have a weight bench and some adjustable dumbbells in my house, and I just kind of pump some iron every once in a while. We going for strength or toning? What's happening? Strength. Yeah, I want I want them gains with a Z, so or a Z, I guess. <laughs> Being a, a Canadian show here, yeah, I want to I want to be strong. I want to hoist the forty pound boxes of cat litter and at the store or whatever, and it's kind of fun. I I have a a pretty heavy mountain bike too and i want to be able to swing that around if i have to or whatever so i gotta do that too i've got weights all over the place and i I get interested for like a week and then i just completely forget about it but during that week it always feels great especially if you don't work out for a long time because it actually like you notice it immediately Mm -hmm. because i'm like a skinny guy so like whenever i like finally like lift weights again like in that first like few days i'm like oh wow look i got a fucking muscle here and then i (laughs) don't lift weights for three years and then i do it again and like the same thing happens yeah i think maybe i get when I don't notice the gains anymore. Yeah. Well, I, I try to focus on like how good I feel, like walking upstairs or just like, hey, like my hips don't hurt if I sleep wrong or whatever, <laughs> like that sort of thing. So because now I'm of an age where it's like, oh, you sleep wrong and then everything is broken for like a week. So yeah, it sucks. Trying to avoid that. <laughs> I was just talking about that to Ross before we started the show. That's the that's what happens when it's all a bunch of like yeah. fucking old people now it's all just conversations about like <laughs> sore necks and backs and knees yeah i yeah. can't i can't look down and to the left currently uh oh, because no. of a, a sleeping injury oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> how about you uh, jimmy can you uh, look down to the left <laughs> yes wait that's just me showing off isn't it yeah. Yeah. I'm looking down to my left and looking down to my right get me <laughs> well, when you were on the show or, or, or that's right we haven't met each other before in, a, in an alternate universe in an alternate universe when I was on the show yeah you were doing like exercise and working out and stuff and feeling good about yourself did you maintain that uh, I did uh, yeah I ended up losing about 200 pounds Jesus that's amazing wow yeah I was a big big person but this past year I suppose my resolution is eat less chocolate as I think I'm half chocolate now, um, <laughs> which is not a good thing. Well, you just got to stop eating it in briquette form. <laughs> yeah, but that, it tastes the best yeah. like that. Just a big handful of briquettes of chocolate. It's the best. It's, it's one annoying thing. I never had a sweet tooth, but then once I spent a year and a half doing all the diet and the exercise, I suddenly had my first thing with sugar in it and my brain was like, ah, oh. you're going to want some more of that. So now it's just, it borders on obsession, which is uh, not good. But yeah, well, it's, it's delicious, right? And that's the problem is like yeah that's the problem everyone uh, keeps buying snacks around me mm. and I try so hard not to eat them I don't try at all actually that's the problem because like that's like when I walk into the kitchen and there's like a box of cookies I just have to eat them if it's there eat it yeah I'll take a handful of chips I just what I do is I take a little bit of everything if I was rich I would only eat buffet style <laughs> like how amazing would that be you know you, you, <laughs> you don't have to be rich to eat buffet style yeah. I think it's like the opposite no, no I want <laughs> I, what, I'm, what I mean to say is I want a buffet in my buffet style or briquette style yeah. <laughs> 
Well, that's the thing. I want it in my kitchen. So when I walk into the kitchen, there's like just the heated tray thing, you know, like with all the selections. Because oh, gotcha. like, because that's what I, I want to walk in and just be like, it's lunchtime. And instead of like making a, a lunch, I just want to be like, I'll take two little meatballs and I'll take, you know, like a little thing of chicken fried rice and I'll take a chicken ball and I'll take a, a chicken wing and uh, a chicken. You just else. want your own personal chef then is what you're trying to say. Yeah, you want to be catered. And that's why yeah. you got to be rich. You want to be on a big, long, flowing chair with some person next to you feeding you grapes. Exactly. <laughs> and, like, just a whole harem some as well. Some decadent Roman. Well, I don't know, because there is something fun about when you're at a buffet, like, picking the food for yourself. That's the... the I, I actually enjoy... Well, also, you think, because it's smaller, I'm eating less, so you take more of it, which actually defeats the purpose, but, yeah. Well, yeah, because, you know, when, when other people make food for you, it's always so much better. Like, you know, when making a sandwich is, like, so boring, but when I'm at a function or something... And there's like little sandwiches cut into four. And it's like, oh, there's an egg salad sandwich and a tuna sandwich and a little ham and cheese sandwich. And I'm taking little like quarters of sandwiches. I could probably then at that point eat like the equivalent of 10 sandwiches just by grabbing little fours. <laughs> which tastes better, square sandwiches or triangle sandwiches? Because they taste different. Um, I I like the little squares, to be honest. Uh, but uh, <gasps> What? <laughs> See, triangles triangle. seem so much more fancy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Triangles. Oh, we're split. I, I'm, I'm team square uh, all the way. Yeah, well, little looks squares. Like, looks like Ross won the game, guys. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we discovered the hidden rule of trivia time, which is uh, <laughs> side with the host. Okay, look. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we are going to finish trivia time because we're gonna uh we got three questions left in round three and then we're gonna find out who is the trivia champion this week uh Ross, we'll be, we already know that well we'll be <laughs> <laughs> Look, we'll be back after this you want to talk about the three pillars of success in 20 seconds well i'm your one-stop shop for answers here goes number one be prepared to do anything to succeed number two don't ever try to fuck my wife number three get a fur coat become a pimp and keep 75 percent of your hose earnings by lying about how complicated the tax forms are and those are the three pillars to success don't you dare fuck my wife come see the sights and sounds of italy see the vatican and the sistine chapel you can't imagine the beauty of a day trip to the amalfi coast Eating a pizza pie under the Tuscan sun. Or my personal favorite, Professor Mike Shima's secret genome laboratory underneath the ruins of Pompeii. Watch Mike Shima use futuristic genomic techniques to create the ultimate enhanced Australian Titan spider. From this location, the spiders can be mobilized to spin their metallic webs across the European Union. I voted to leave the EU! And now my giant spiders will cast the final ballot. Viva l'Italia! Questo messaggio è stato sponsorizzato da Mike Shima e il suo programma Genome Battle Spider. All right, and we're back. It's fucking trivia time. Let's finish this off and find out who the winners are. Which means we go to Rachel. A lot of the band members and former band members of Depeche Mode had their own music projects before Depeche Mode. Which of the following is not a band name from a member of Depeche Mode? Does that question make sense? Yes. Okay. So which one is not a band name? Okay. A. No Romance in China. B. Composition of Sound. C. Norman and the Worms. Or D, my Paris hotel. 
Wow. Those all sound very, like very art rocky mm. 80s band names. Um, uh, can you say them again? No Romance in China, Composition of Sound, Norman and the Worms, or My Paris Hotel. Hmm. I'm going to go with B. That is incorrect. Oh. We go to Ross. Do you understand this question, Ross? I'm picking what they what is not real. Yes, correct. What is not a real band name of a <laughs> of a former band of a member of Depeche Mode at some point? Would you like me to say them to you again? No, I, I remember them all vividly. <laughs> I, I would have to say uh, my Paris Hotel. That is correct. Two points to Ross. Yes. What's the little trivia I have here? Depeche Mode's origins date to 1977 when schoolmates Vince Clark and Andy Fletcher formed a Cure-influenced band called No Romance in China. And then in March 1980, Clark and Martin Gore and Fletcher formed a band called Composition of Sound. Mm. And in 1978 and 79, Martin Gore played guitar in an acoustic duo, Norman and the Worms. So that is that. Jimmy! Yes? This movie from 2010 was about the creation of one of the worst things ever. It also featured an actor in a dual role who later got Me Too'd and accused of being a cannibal. Was the movie A, The Social Network, B, The Human Centipede, C, 140 Characters, or D, Percy Jackson and the Olympians, (laughs) colon, The Lightning Thief? (laughs) Honestly have no idea. I'll say Human Centipede. That is... Incorrect. Rachel. The social network. That is correct. Two points to Rachel. And of course, Army Hammer uh, played the wink, uh, the Winkle, Winkle Boss, Winkle Voss, fuck me. Army <laughs> Hammer played the Winkle Voss twins and was later accused of being a cannibal. All right. This is the last question. And this goes to Ross. This movie from 2010 is about a mountain climber that gets stuck. It features an actor who was later Me Too'd for sexual assault allegations by their former acting students. Is it A. Treacherous Hike B. 127 Hours C. Freak Mountain or D. Out of Reach That's 127 Hours. That is correct. All right, three points to Ross. So now we're going to put the score into the machine and tabulate who is the winner of Trivia Time. Who do you think it is? Ross, we know the answer. He told us. <laughs> yeah, I got the proper sandwich geometry. Yeah. Yeah. That's bonus points. Well, look, here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to listen to one final song, and when we come back, we will crown the winner of this episode of Trivia Time. This one's from Jacket from the album Dream. These are the instrumentals, and this track is called Call, the instrumental version.
All right, and that was Call by Jacket from the album Dream. That is called the instrumental version, and that is a cool song. Well, we had some fun today. We played some trivia with uh, Ross, Jimmy, and Rachel, but it's time to tabulate the points. And we will dub a sound effect in for this later, but it's going to sound something like boop, beep, beep, boop, boop. And the winner is... <laughs> Rachel! That's right. Rachel is this week's winner. That means uh, that you go on to to trivia another day. Wait a second. If you come back, I'm not going to, like, ask biographical questions again, am I? No. So you better come back with something new to say. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Have you seen the... uh the Jeopardy episode where someone listens to like nerdcore rap and then Alex Trebek like totally makes fun of her. Yeah, <laughs> I'll do something like that. <laughs> All right, so you, you start listening to nerdcore rap so that uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, when you return, uh, we will we will do that. So congratulations to you and uh, Jimmy and Ross. Thanks for playing. Uh, maybe I should dub in like a sound effect of like gunshots or something. Would that be <laughs> or just a simple wah wah wah? Yeah. Well, you'll be getting that for sure, but. I guess, it, well, if that was followed by gunshots, that'd be pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's something for us to figure out in post-production. But uh, for everybody out there listening, uh, thanks for tuning in to uh, Beyond Synth Radio. This is its fucking trivia time. And if you want to uh, participate in the show, you can uh, check out the Beyond Synth Patreon and uh, join. And by the way, for the people who are patrons, no one checks their damn Patreon messages I send. Because there's at least like like 30 or so people who are like uh, eligible to take part and like a third get back to me. So uh, listen, there's a lot of you out there uh, should go and check your Patreon inbox because there's invitations waiting for you to participate in the show and uh, you should uh, do that because it's, uh, it's fun, right? Did you guys have fun? Yeah. That was a great time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. We all learned something. I'm sure we all learned yeah, yeah. something. I like the railway history questions. Yeah, <laughs> the island of soda. You know, I'll be honest with you. I um I did try, and then as I was reading on that you topic, lost, you lost the will to live. Well, I was just you? like, wow, like it was really hard because I felt like I needed to know a bunch of things, like specialized information to really like ask a proper question. And I'm like, all right, well, I got to work around this somehow. So that was my. <laughs> it's always a tank engine. It's always the default. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Anyways, uh, thanks for tuning in, and tune in next time to Beyond Synth Radio. It's cool. You're cool. Everybody's cool. <laughs> um, bye bye. See you later. Toodaloo. Bye. Beyond Synth Radio is produced by Andy Last. Check the show notes for more information on the musicians featured on the show. Beyond Synth is made possible by listeners like you. Consider supporting Beyond Synth at patreon.com slash beyondsynth. Thanks for listening. <laughs>